is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And we're really glad you're joining us for our public comment period here on KGMI. It's KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And every weekday, 4 till 5, it's your chance to sound off on whatever issue is important to you. And today is no exception. And we've got a bunch of folks that want to hit the ground running. So we won't waste any time. Get right to the phone. Once again, 360-676-5464. Bruce in Bellingham gets us started today. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I'd like to summarize my thoughts on uh, uh, global warming uh, after some reading that I, I just did a little little bit ago. Uh, I, I think that based upon uh, Cliff Mass, University of Washington, Chuck Weiss, University of Oregon, Dr. Steve Conan, uh, I think he's New York University now. He moved from from San, uh, L.A. Uh, Dr. Patrick Moore, co-founder and ex-participant uh, at Greenpeace, and Mark Albright, uh, who used to be with the meteorology department for Washington State. And uh, all this, all this talk that, that that these activists come up with on on global warming, uh, the ice is breaking off the Antarctic, and all the cities near sea level are going to flood, and the world is going to end in 2010. And no, it's 2020, and and the jet streams got a wobble. I mean, all this, all this scientific stuff. Uh, but it just seems to me that uh, these activists, if if talk was criminal, they they'd live a life of crime, and and that the the people that believe in climate change or global warming, I I call it global warming. I I think that there there's three things they can be sure of: increasing taxes, death, and trouble. Okay. Um, uh, well, the, the, you know, the, the science is pretty well, uh, settled on that. This is happening, that the earth is warming overall climate change then refers to the fact that it doesn't mean that every part of the planet is getting warmer necessarily, but just that these shifts in climate and, uh, the, the climate in different areas of the planet is, is changing. And the, as far as, um, you know, ice in the Arctic, ice in the Antarctic, uh, that that can be e- pretty easily measured, that that's uh, not nearly as robust as it has been. And, uh, you know, glaciers melting. Um, I, I, some of those things, some of those issues are pretty, pretty easily observed and, and documented. Well, I read an article by a, a gentleman from Junk Science. It was, it was, uh, I think you can find it online, but he was interviewing, uh, uh, a chat bot about climate warming. Okay. And he caught this thing in, in a misstep. He said that in the last, since 2015, 
global warming, the climate change, temperature change has leveled off. Even though we've emitted 500 million or billion, I can't remember now, tons of CO2. I think, it's bi- I think it is in the billions. I think so. But he caught the, that. That's according to the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Well, it's, but, it's, since 2015. Okay, but that's a very, very, very short snapshot in time. Uh, yeah, when I the, agree. Okay, but then with and you know the increase in carbon emissions that uh, humans have uh, have been causing, you know, has really it's really gone up since the dawn of the industrial age. And um, so, so that's a, a longer stretch of time, which still is just a blink of an eye when you consider, uh, you know, the history of the planet. Um, but uh, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I agree, I'll understand that um, there are others like you that uh, think it's a bunch of hooey. But I don't know. Doesn't it make sense that we start to move on from some of even if it, even if it's not uh, for you know to deal with climate change or have an effect on that? Doesn't it make sense to take some steps to be more efficient, move on from technologies that in some case, some cases are over a, a century old? And doesn't that make well, sense that we, you know, stop, you know, move on from vehicles that have zillions of moving parts and, and, uh, and, you know, lose energy, you know, waste so much energy and they do produce a lot of energy, but so much of the potential energy and the fuel that they use is wasted. Um, it just seems that we can, we can continue to do better. And it may just make well, sense. Well, I I think the future is unknown with the people that are leading this movement. Okay. All right, Bruce. Okay. Thanks for getting Thank us you. rolling today. Okay. Okay, bye. Thanks. All right, uh, let's go to uh, our friend Majid in Bellingham. Hi, Majid. Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. Oh, I'm hanging in there. I just got a bill. From Verizon for fifteen hundred dollars or so. Oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> yeah, because I called my uh, sister in Iran and they charged me straight, which oh, I didn't boy. call direct. I I called on WhatsApp, you know, and I don't know what happened. But anyhow, that's not why I called. Okay. But uh, the thing is, what I called for for the tra- uh, train derailment in Ohio. Uh huh. How come? Why isn't Joe Biden going there to help those people? They're Americans. They need help, too. And we have over almost 50,000 people dead in Syria and Turkey right now under the rubble. They're still digging. And they need help, too. They need money, too. Let's give some money to them. Okay. If they are trying to help Ukraine, let's help them, too. They're people, too. And then, and then they want to go ahead and cut the... Uh, snap for American people here. What about our, you know, our people who are on Social Security? They need that food. They need this snap to continue. Well, I would agree with that. Is, okay. Go ahead. No, um, I was just, I was just, I, just, I was definitely agreeing with you there. I, I think we should maintain uh, our, our snap program, food assistance. Yes, and, and another thing is, if you see, if he went there to Ukraine. He's going to give them more tanks and more. That means it's going to instigate more war. We should go there and stop the war, 
not go there and give them more money to fight more. This is my idea. Okay. You go ahead and give me your input. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess it's easy to say Biden should stop the war, but he can't do that because uh, the parties involved, well, specifically the invading party, does not have any interest in stopping his efforts and to, uh, to at least uh, conquer part of Ukraine. I think initially he probably thought he could take over the whole country, speaking but, of Putin, but uh, at this point that looks unlikely. But um, the And he hasn't voiced uh, desire to have any meaningful peace talks china china's leader has said they put out a, a call for uh, peace talks to commence of course then uh ukraine's president does not want to secede any um any uh territory to putin and uh thereby allow him any measure of victory in this so it sounds like it's going to be an ongoing conflict and i if we just stand by and let uh, leave Ukraine to its own but, uh, devices, it seems that it would eventually be overrun. But I'd like to say if Donald Trump was in charge, he would have gone there and made a deal with Putin and China, and it wouldn't have happened from the beginning. All right. That's what I have to say. Okay, Majid. Of course, we don't know that. We have no way of knowing what uh, would have occurred had someone else been in the White House. But thanks for your call, Majid. Uh, we've got time to take another call before we take a break here on KGMI Connects. We want to hear from you, 360-676-5464. Jack and Everett joins us. Hi, Jack. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing well. What's on your mind today? Well, first thing I wanted to do was Rich uh, made a statement yesterday about uh, Joe Biden getting ready to sign a treaty uh, allowing for the WHO, the World Health Organization, to run uh, the United States in the case of another pandemic, but it's not specifically defined what a pandemic is. And that's just one thing that's supposed to come up on Monday. So if anybody disagrees with the World Health Organization and Bill Gates running your everyday life uh, during the next pandemic, please contact your government officials and voice your opinion before Monday. And okay. then if when he signs it, you know I'm a fan of Southern gospel music and Southern gospel pick for oh. the day is a little southern gospel group from England known as Iron Maiden, and that would be Run to the Hill. Okay, all right. So you need to need to play that song for, for Monday. All right, sounds good. Well, we'll dig that one up. That is, that is a good one. I'm a, I'm a Maiden fan myself, so uh, that'll be easy. Thanks, Jack. Um, I, I guess, you know, we have to keep in mind, and I, I haven't looked at deeply, I'll admit, into this uh, idea of WHO or the World Health Organization taking over or taking the um, the lead in dealing with a future pandemic. Um, it seems that it it's not that far-fetched and it's not that uh, that wild of an idea. Um, but and then fears of that, I guess, are natural. Uh, it makes me think back to uh, when uh, the um, the the uh, Pacific Partnership was it uh, the uh, uh, that it was being uh, negotiated during the Obama administration, and uh, that it was uh, both uh, Trump and Hillary came out against it during the 2016 campaign, and Donald Trump uh, ended it uh, after he took office. 
but uh, the uh, uh, th- this was another trade deal, a regional uh, trade deal, and uh, I remember there were a lot of a uh, lot of uh, people on the on the left, a lot of liberals who were very concerned about that that it was giving away our sovereignty to uh, an organization or a, a, a treaty that would allow oh. You know any any of our laws that would vacate any of our laws that might conflict with uh, the interests of of corporations, uh, multinational corporations. We're going to be running our lives and determining what our laws uh, were and what one what were and were not um, uh, valid laws and this sort of thing. That immediate fear of uh, being controlled by this outside force, uh, uh, a force outside of our our constitutional republic here, um, and and. Maybe there's something to some of those fears, but I think even back then uh, that that they were the, the, a lot of the fears were overblown. And I talked to a lot of these folks who were dead set against that. But we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. Uh, we got uh, full lines. Heck, we'll be get to those folks, but we'll squeeze you in as well. Three six zero six seven six five four six four in just a moment here on this Friday afternoon. KGMI connects. It's the final weekend of DeWard and Bodie's President's Day mattress sale at their mattress showroom on Meridian next to Home Depot. It's your last chance to shop presidential savings up to 50% off on Whatcom County's best selection of mattresses from the industry's leading brands. For one final weekend, get exclusive in-store coupons like an additional $100 off in-stock mattress purchases. Get savings up to $800 on select mattress sets from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and Sealy. Plus, get free delivery set up in a hallway of your old mattress. Save your presidents and pay no money down and no interest up to six full years on qualifying mattress purchases. Now is your chance to get one-of-a-kind deals on closeout mattresses, floor models, and clearance savings up to 50% off. Save on adjustable bases, boxes, sheets, pillows, and more, all on sale. Don't miss the final weekend of the President's Day mattress sale on now at DeWard & Bodie's Bellingham Mattress Showroom and get free mattress delivery and no interest financing up to six years. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Attention business owners and managers. Looking to hire? Having trouble reaching the right candidates? Do you have more job openings than applications? Secure your table now for Cascade Radio Group's Job Fair, Thursday, March 16th in Bellingham at Four Points by Sheraton from 2 until 6 p.m. The March 16th Job Fair is a production of Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWa.com. For details and to register, talk to your CRG radio rep or send an email to jobfair at cascaderadiogroup.com. That's jobfair at cascaderadiogroup.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday, and let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. Oh, now you're on the air. Go ahead. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well. Glad it's Friday. Yes, and the the first two callers were very good. Actually, all the callers were very good. Uh, I believe the early half of 2021 were Trump president, he would have taken measures to make deals and deter and do some things. And everybody said, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. His exercises are no big deal. And then they invade. And here we are a year later, 
with Putin saber-rattling the nuclear weapons again. It was on top of the hour news on uh, CBS. And uh, the whole idea that we're only giving him arms because we don't want to get involved because, oh, he might nuke us. He might nuke somebody anyway. And then this whole last year of death and destruction was 100% pointless. That could happen. This is this is a game of chicken, and China and Putin, and they're going to Putin's about to get uh, manufacturing from China too. There's some stories about that. They're planning on making a deal next month, to, and and the U.S. says, "Oh, there'll be consequences to China if they start supplying Russia weapons." It's like I doubt it because we love China for some reason. Pretty scary stuff that's going on, Joe. Is and what should happen? The UN should take the lead. And there should be actions in Ukraine militarily led by the U.N. to force Putin out. That should happen. And our sanctions have done nothing. Our giving them weapons has done nothing except lead to more endless killing. It just, it's just so surprising that the world stands by. But the world stood by in 1939, too. They stood by until 1940 when England got in, what, 1940, and then uh, six months later we got in. That's how it went. Yeah, I mean, it seems like history is repeating I, itself to me. Well, history does repeat itself. Um, now, the idea of UN uh, leading the charge into Ukraine and somehow holding back Russia and its forces—I mean, when has the UN been that that effective as as far as well, a, a peacekeeping are, Joe, or, or a, a an offensive Joe. force? I mean, it doesn't. It it doesn't function. I mean, you I look at the, the well, you look at the Korean War, and the United States did the bulk of the fighting in that. I guess it was a UN operation. Ba- it basically, would be us but, doing the work under the umbrella of the UN to give it okay. nas- uh, international credibility. That's the UN is nothing without us. So However, we should be we, we, we should be we, so we should be sp- sacrificing American lives in Ukraine. Is that should we be involved Joe, in it? A hot war with Joe, Russia? Joe. Is that what we should be doing? <laughs> And that's going to so how anyway. but it's coming anyway. See, it's coming no matter if if he pulls not the nuke necessarily. We, I, if there's a nuclear weapon launched, Joe, we will be at war, I guarantee it. Doesn't matter where they send it. Well, if the certainly. nuclear weapon is launched, the whole world will be at war. So then we would but have what makes allowed that, all the deaths but, in the last year for nothing. What makes that more likely to happen Two nuclear uh, armed countries, the United States and Russia going head to head in a hot conflict or us well, working with it, a, us, us allying against a small country that has been invaded by Russia. I there's I, it seems that we're playing the, the we're playing the safer hand right now. Yes, we are correct. However, it is costing lots of Ukrainian lives. Sure, but. because we want to play safe. That is the absolute truth, and it is undeniable. And it's I get it. We don't want to risk our lives, but if we could have a precise military operation and ended six eight months ago. Think of how many people would not have died. And that's a possibility. We can't prove it just the same we can't prove the vaccine saved lives either. You right, can't prove that it would but... have been better with Donald Trump. You can't prove the vaccine saved lives saved lives either. So Oh well that that's that's stuff. pretty easy. Those are two different you know, you two completely different that issues. Don't happen. You can't prove things that don't happen. So but for vaccines we can prove right. it didn't happen, but for Trump we can't. But anyway, this is scary times we're living in. Well, and Mateen was 100% right on, and so is Bruce. But anyway, thanks for letting me talk, Joe. I know I called right. in too much, and I want you to take other callers first. All right, Rich. Thanks for your call. Uh, but let's go to uh, let's go to Rob in Bellingham. Hi, Rob. Hey, Joe. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, railway accident, but I have to just reply to Rich. I usually 
support what he says, but, uh, you know, clearly Rich is not a student of uh, Eastern Ukrainian history or World War II. You know, I've read all eight volumes of Winston Churchill. I'm quite aware of it, and uh, I don't think it's comparable at all. Uh, I think uh, Rich needs to learn that the history of Eastern Ukraine, most of the people speak Russian. He needs to learn that the Zelensky regime that was uh, brought about in the 2014 election, which was a sort of a coup election. And if he has any questions about that, he can research Victoria Newland, who was also the architect of our Libyan disaster. Uh, Eastern Ukraine, uh, since then, the speaking of Russian in business, in stores, was banned by Kiev. The uh, use of uh, the Russian religion was banned by Kiev. And uh, the eastern provinces of Donetsk and Lugansk and the Donbass, and everyone listening should research those areas geographically, which are predominantly Russian, have been for hundreds of years, where have been shelled for nine years by the Ukrainian army. So, yes, Putin invaded. It wasn't justified. Well, he invaded. I won't say he invaded unprovoked. He did invade. And, you know, the rule is you don't poke the bear. And those eastern provinces were, were Russian with, with Russian mil, militia in there that were local who asked them in. We can debate all that. But bottom line is this is not like the Nazis rolling in to France. Uh, and I think we can get trapped with extreme responses, and we try to take past history and say, same thing, we got to send our boys in. have to be very careful about that. And as far as the nuclear threat goes, we have been saying people like Lindsey Graham, Loose Talk, and the neocons and Loose Talk by the liberals, we got to take down Putin. We, Graham even said we have to eliminate him. We have to take his regime down. You've got a nuclear power with a large land mass, a lot of resources, and you're telling its leader and its government, we're going to take you down, and you don't know that they do have the ultimate response as nuclear weapons. You don't mess like that. You try to negotiate. And, you know, they almost had a negotiation last March. And Zelensky signed on to it. Uh, Ukraine to be neutral. Promise not to go in NATO, and those eastern provinces let them stay within Ukraine autonomous with language rights. And who killed that? Victoria Nuland, State Department, and Boris Johnson. They said to Zelensky, you are not going to sign that, and here we are. Hmm. Anyway, that's Ukraine. That's the, okay. I, I advise people to get more educated than they get on the, on the hourly news. There's a lot to it. Okay. Yeah, well, now, on the, on the rail on the On the railway... I think a concern on that railway, and I hope everyone knows the name of the town, is East Palestine, Ohio. Mm -hmm. The EPA, if you're a farmer in Whatcom County and you have a puddle of water and you you do wrong by it, the EPA says you violated the Clean Water Act, you're in big trouble. Okay, so when that train tipped over and had that cargo of vinyl chloride that was not leaking, somebody made the decision to drain it into a creek, just beside a creek, and light it on fire. We still don't know who did that. The only person who have authority to do that is the EPA, and they haven't owned up to it yet. But if you get into reading the news, the locals are having blisters. They're having a lot of problems. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, I saw a picture of him there yesterday. He had goggles on a hard hat and a yellow vest on, and the locals aren't wearing goggles. They don't have protection. But I guess Pete needed to be protected for his day visit there. It took him 19 days, Joe, to come to the site of that accident. Days. And I'd like the EPA to own up and tell us who gave the go-ahead to drain that rail car and light it on fire because 
the uh, risks from dioxin and contaminants is going to be huge, not only there, but spilling over into Pennsylvania. And the news media seem to be pretty reluctant to cover it. They should be there every day. It's really an American Chernobyl, Joe. Uh, I don't know if it's the to the extent of a Chernobyl, but uh, maybe well, it's not, and, it's not and, nuclear. Well, right, right, but and I don't know that there was just one one car. I think there were multiple cars that actually did right, uh, right. that were pierced in the actual derailment itself and were already leaking. And there were others that did then eventually be be uh, were breached, and then uh, they said that we'll allow it to to uh, evaporate, and uh, that would somehow be better. But, uh, yeah, a lot of questions. Well, no, they I didn't evaporate it, Joe. This, this, this was vinyl chloride. They drained it into a big pool of the side of the, ro- side of the railway, and then they lit it on fire. I think you've seen the pictures of yeah. the mushroom crop. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions, uh, definitely, yeah. uh, about this. Well, we wouldn't and... want it to happen in Whatcom County. We need to know how the response was made because, you know, we've got that rail goes right through Blaine and down past Birch Bay Village and all that, Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. or Birch Bay. And um, we want to know what a response would be, we a uniform response, because, you know, as I mentioned, if a farmer screws up in Whatcom County with his water, boy, they're pretty efficient at coming down on them. And I think they have come down on some of our farmers in the past for puddles, drainage ditches, various things. So uh, just pointing it out, uh, I think it's something right. to think about. Okay. Thanks for your you call. Bet. Thanks, Joe. All right, Thank Appre- you. appreciate it, Rob. Let's uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. We got John on the line. We got Tim, and we'll hopefully hear from you here on KGMI Connects three six zero six seven six five four six four. Sold to bidder one twenty six. The March Consignment Equipment Auction at Meridian Equipment in Laurel is scheduled to begin on March 11th. The auction will be held online. Consignments are now being taken until the auction commences on March 11th. Contact Meridian Equipment today for more information. Meridian Equipment, selling and servicing new and used farm and light industrial equipment for over 70 years. Open weekdays from 8 to 5 and Saturdays from 8 till noon on Guide Meridian in Laurel. Visit MeridianEQ.com today to explore what Meridian Equipment can do for you. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. So we're here with Eric from Ferndale. Eric, why do you own a gun? I believe in safety first and self-defense. Here with Liz from Bellingham. Liz, why do you own a gun? I own a gun for the same reason I own a fire extinguisher, in case of emergency. Wayne from Linden. Where did you buy your firearm? The Linden gun sale. I got mine there. Sent my parents there, friends and neighbors too. Hands down the best anywhere. Well, there you have it, folks. Come to the Linden Gun Sale at the Northwest Fairgrounds this weekend. Saturday 9 to 6 and Sunday 9 to 4. For details, go to BigTopPromos.com. Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C.? Northwest Washington's famed Steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest-sourced, dry-aged USDA prime steaks. Finished to perfection in our 1,800-degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list, while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories. Reservations are recommended through SilverReefCasino.com or by calling Silver Reef Casino Resort. 
At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Glad you're with us here on this Friday afternoon. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I think, you know, others have said it before, but I think you're the best broadcaster that I've ever, ever seen or heard of. (laughs) You know, stop. Your, your show is, well, you know, you challenge people. You also edit people, which is good, because sometimes when I when I go on, I'm like, oh, good. He's already hung up. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when when uh, Trump was in office, there were over 5,000 derailments, 5,700, something like that. And Elaine Chow, the uh, Secretary of Transportation, never showed up to one of them. Neither did, did Trump. And if Pete Buttigieg had gone out there without the initial EPA report, people would have been speculating, oh, he's trying to get his face in front of the cameras for a photo op. Maybe he's going to challenge Joe Biden in 2024. You know, they got him either way. Well, that's Got him either way, because it would have been true. unprecedented. For, you know, and his job is to be behind a desk coordinating, uh, you know, not to be out there. But, you know, he's a target because, you know, he's one of them, Joe. we got to get him. <laughs> well. Right. And he's competent. He goes on Fox News and he and he, he just owns them every time. Right. With common sense. But, you know, um, I was going to talk about Tucker Carlson and, uh, 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 you know, him getting the January 6th tape. So now they're going to have to go through all the security of the Capitol and reposition the cameras because he's he's he's, he's going to try to warp something out of that. But Trump is Neville Chamberlain, Joe. Oh. And that's what no one wants to face. Neville Chamberlain came back. Oh, Herr Hitler, he's not going to invade Poland. And then he did. But you know what What uh, the great leader of, uh, of, of England then? Uh, Churchill? I can't. Um, yes, Winston Churchill. He didn't have to deal. Well, once the war had started with Neville Chamberlain still defending Hitler, that's what we have to deal with Trump. He is still on Putin's side. And that previous caller saying that, uh, oh, uh, those Ukrainians, you know, remember the little green men, the constant invasion across the border, the incursions, the sniper battles that happened. If Trump had given the Ukrainians those javelins when they asked for them, they would be, Russia would, would be in a worse position now. Russia is is kidnapping children. They have a network across the Black Sea where they kidnap Ukrainian children for re-education, Joe. If they're old enough, then they'll indoctrinate them right into the Russian army to go right back and fight. You know, we'll see how 
well, the brainwashing sticks. But, you know, this whole thing with with uh, just ignoring Trump's constant excuses for, for, for Putin and his defense of Putin to this day is treasonous. All right, John. Well, and, and I, I guess I have to say, too, the idea that Ukraine should cede territory to, um, you know, these eastern territories to Russia to bring about peace or should have ceded these territories to Russia de facto, even if they would have uh, remained under some sort of autonomous control. Um, isn't that what, uh, I mean, when uh, Russia annexed Crimea, wasn't uh, the Obama administration roundly uh, criticized for that? Hey, you know, just let Russia do whatever they want. And uh, at a certain point, I guess it is true. They lose either way. And I'm not talking just about Democrats. But uh, let's go to Tom in Bellingham. Hi, Tom. Hey, Joe. Uh, a couple quick points. Sure. Well, first, I, uh, <laughs> well, you got me. I challenge John and Ferndale to go 24 hours without uttering the name Trump. Thank you, challenge, John. <laughs> yeah, okay. And if you want to talk treasonous, you can just look to the current administration and their business dealings. Or we could even say, uh, we could even say to John, you know, go one phone call, but uh, there you go. <laughs> no, 24 hours, same okay. thing. Okay. And then the, the train derailment, I think I read the PVC was uh, pellets, like hard plastic pellets. That, that caught on fire apparently because the wheel bearing went out, but the other cars weren't on fire. There was a, you, so you're you're dumping a solid and setting it on fire, like the previous caller said. Somebody needs to be held to the put their feet to the fire on that one. Well, after and, that call, I did look um, that apparently you know there was a fire already underway, and uh, there was concern that these uh, this chemical, uh, the vinyl chloride, which is uh, Especially now, this is from an NPR story anyway. Toxic chemical that grows especially volatile at high temperatures prompted concerns of an uncontrolled explosion. So that prompted them to uh, do the release and burn of five tank cars worth of the chemical. That was hundred over 115,000 gallons of this uh, vinyl chloride. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, that's quite a decision to make. To You got one car burning and four or five other cars nearby. I've I've been in refinery fires where I've seen things burning that shouldn't be burning next to other things you don't want to be burning, and you put a bunch of water and foam on it and uh-huh. take care of it. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay. And Ukraine, I've talked to. I've always, since that first early in the war, there was the big Russian convoy that got bogged down. Remember that? For yeah. Uh huh. I thought to myself, and I told others, I said, "Why don't we just go in with airplanes and air force and just." I would think the combined forces, the United States Air Force and the Western European Air Forces, I mean, Russia's muddled around this long, and they can't even control the skies. I think we have the template on how to take care of that. You come in with some cruise missiles, you take out some radar, uh, the fighters, you sweep the skies, and then you sweep the ground. Done deal. And you don't let this thing spiral out of control. That's all I got, Joe. Thanks. All right, Tom. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Tim in Everson. Hey, Tim. Hey, I I want to tell you something. I told you earlier today I wouldn't call in today, but I you am couldn't just, help yourself. I, am, I couldn't help myself, and I want to tell you that Michelle is a good person. 
we had a good sit down for probably 45 minutes, maybe longer. Maybe she wanted it longer. Okay. I don't know. But this I was a, this was a spontaneous you. meeting, I take it? We di- you didn't plan it. No, I knew where Michelle regularly hung, hung out. Okay. <laughs> and I decided, well, right. shit. All right. Uh, Speaking of Michelle, she is on the line with us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. I'll finish up Tim there. Um, Happy birthday, Tim. Uh, Today's his birthday. And he was celebrating it at a casino, and I was having uh, breakfast in the cafe. And he came over, and his kindly face said, are you Michelle? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I'm Tim. I said, Tim from the radio in Everson, and he said, yeah. And I said, oh, nice to meet you in person. And um, I believe he's the first caller that I've met in person. And um, he uh, <laughs> he wanted to – I invited him to sit down just because it seemed awkward to have him standing there, you know. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we, and we had a wonderful chat. Um, the great thing about it when I wanted I, – before I talk about the Russia thing, the great thing about it was – not only was it cool for his birthday because he was having a ball later as I walked out, he was having a ball playing the slots. But um, Tim is, we don't agree on a lot. I mean, we agree on some things, but, you know, we don't agree on everything by any means. He's probably more uh, to the right than I am. And Although, as he pointed out, I'm pretty frustrated with the left right now. But um, we agreed to have a, he said to me, isn't it sad that so many people can't talk to each other, and, you know, when they disagree? And I said, well, we can't. And he said, I know. This is great. You're, you're pleasant. I'm pleasant. And it's my philosophy of life to agree to disagree without being disagreeable. Uh-huh. You know, I learned that from my father. Yeah. And um, I used it with him sometimes. <laughs> but Tim, Tim was great to talk with and uh, very enjoyable. And um, anyway, I just want to commend him for being, you know, the the, the very cool guy he is. And um, um, he, as I walked out, he gave me a big hug, and I gave him a big hug, and it was really nice. Awesome. And all I said is, well, just tell your tell your girlfriend that an old gay lady said you're pretty nice. <laughs> and he, <laughs> anyway, okay. he's he's uh, he's great. Now about, uh, but I just wanted to to uh, again tell you how great he is. Um, the, uh, the Russian thing, uh-huh. um, here's the thing that worries me about Putin. Putin hates our culture. He hates so much of what we stand for. Um, and it isn't so much a political thing as it's a cultural thing. He hates gay people. He, you know, this is very proven. He hates, uh, you know, the so-called transgender people. He hates Anything to do with freedom of choice, freedom of of any kind of social choice, Um, he hates to see people not controlled. He's a control freak. And he was was one of the most ardent communist leaders that ever lived up until Russia collapsed in 1991. And he has been a bitter man ever since because he, like so many Russian leaders over the years, He's uh, an empire guy, and the fact that they lost their empire is something he's never got over. And that's pretty obvious from his war in Ukraine. And the thing is, 
I'm not sure. I'm not saying he's stupid, but I'm not sure that he is emotionally in control of his facilities. And the caller, Tom, uh, just a couple of callers ago, uh-huh. he has said we should use our Air Force um, to take care of the situation. Well, if we did that, I guarantee you that if we went in with all of our might, and by that I mean all of our non-nuclear might, with our air, air war capability and everything else, yeah, I think we probably could wipe them out pretty well. But they have something like 1,500 nuclear arms. They just withdrew from the START treaty uh, or suspended it for them. And uh, he is – let me put it this way. I don't want nuclear war. You don't want nuclear war. No. But Putin, I don't think that if we were to go – I think if we were to go in – Full bore, um, you know, and a, you know, attack the Russian forces, whether we were above their territory or above Ukraine territory. It wouldn't matter to Putin because he sees it all one and the same. Mm-hmm. And it would be a total disaster for the world. Yeah, and I, 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 I have to. Do you absolutely, agree with me? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we had done that, I mean, just think of how we would have reacted had. Putin or any other nation, for that matter, attacked our our forces as we invaded Iraq. I mean, right, I, I'm not right. saying I'm exactly. not I'm not equating the two morally, but I'm just no. uh, from a from a purely military perspective and how we would have reacted if our forces had come under attack from a third country, then not just a, a third country, but an, another major power in the world. Um, and and I mean, if we had done that to Russia. What do, they would have come up with a way to retaliate, and you're right. If it if if Russia is down to its last um, bomb, there it's good. Putin would use it, and that that would you know if it's if it that's all the only way he could retaliate would be with a nuclear weapon. He would do it. I mean, you I are one hundred percent correct with that analogy, and you're absolutely right. And this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. We do not want to see the world destroyed. And Putin, I'm not saying he wants to destroy Russia, but I am saying that I don't think he has full control of his gut-level emotions in his pure hatred. Yeah. Of, I believe, I really believe that if he could do it, he would. If he had a neutron bomb, remember those that were supposed to yeah. destroy people and leave. I believe that if Putin had somehow had a bomb that would kill all the people in the United States, but preserve the infrastructure and also not result in all of Russia being killed, uh-huh. I think he'd use it. You're I probably, really do. I think you're probably right. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a madman. Uh, you know, and I, it's hard, I hate it when people always compare everybody to Hitler. Yeah. But he is probably, I mean, Stalin was no walk in the park in the fi- early 50s, but Putin is probably the most, uh, I guess you could use the word madman to apply to him, uh, yeah. probably the worst we've seen since the days of Hitler. I think you're right, Michelle. And thanks for your call. I, I've got to take a quick break. we got other folks on the line, but I, I couldn't agree more uh, about all that. Uh, it's, I think we need to, to uh, 
tread very carefully in uh, what's happening there and uh, our dealings with uh, Putin and Russia. Back in just a moment, we got Daniel and Michael, and uh, we'll squeeze you in, too, here on KGMI Connects. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marsha Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. The Wheelchair Warehouse, operated by the Bellingham Central Lions Club, loans mobility equipment to the public at no charge. The Wheelchair Warehouse is supported by Lions Club volunteers and your generous donations. The staff at the warehouse has a special request of anyone who has recently checked out the following items. Bedside commodes, shower benches, shower stools, and toilet seat risers. They ask if you've completed your use of these items, please return them as soon as possible. The Lions thank you and your fellow citizens in need of them thank you. Dedicated to service. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. They're also a certified precious metals dealer, American Gold Eagles, Gold and Silver Bars, and a great selection of platinum. On Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, Bellingham. Follow the bright light. Neater House of Luxury. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And a lively discussion here on this Friday afternoon. Let's go to Daniel in Bellingham. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Joe. How's it going today? Doing well, doing well. Uh, In 1992-93, I spent a year over in Moscow. Uh I guess I'll confess a little bit of sin here back in them days. (laughs) And I uh, kind of dated a girl, and she was from Ukraine, but she was... uh, she was a, a university teacher. Okay. And they do you uh it, it's I I just think that Russia is going to implode like it did back in ninety two and ninety three. Um they were happy that here's an American, you know, there, there was a few of us actually. Uh they welcomed me with open arms. I went to their underground uh churches, uh, you know, uh Christian churches. They were still underground at that point. And uh they were still afraid to speak openly, and I couldn't believe how much that they did not like their government. Now, Boris Yeltsin was in power at that time, uh-huh. and so he was kind of for the people more than what this guy, this, this crazy man is now, Putin. Yeah. And this uh, this girl, she, she was uh, extremely nice, and the Russian people were extremely extremely nice. They love the idea that the Iron Curtain went down, and they want to learn. They want to have freedom. They want to have liberty. And this creep that's in there now really screwed things up, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, he's a killer. He's a murderer. And he is not liked 
they don't like him in Russia, the Russian people. He he was speaking on TV, Russian TV, and I was watching the audience. Half of the audience didn't even look at him. They had their heads looking at the floor. They had their eyes rolling in their head when Putin was speaking. They don't like this guy. They hate this guy. And I think they're probably as scared as him as as the world is now. Now, yeah, it, I, it, I wonder it, if they, you know, if they do just feel like uh, we're under the yoke of a uh, of another another strongman that we can't defy. We, at, you know, that the risk of imprisonment or death. I mean, you just look at the guy who had the the to, to, you know the audacity to run against him for president, and he's sitting in a languishing in a jail in a prison, and uh, you know, it's just. Uh, yeah, not a not a good situation, but an interesting perspective, Daniel. Well, I uh, I went to an opera one night at the uh, Moscow Opera, and I met this guy, and um, he asked me what I what I thought about the Russian people, and I said, well, I said the one thing you don't want to do is start killing your own people, and that was back in ninety two ninety three, and here they are, you know, uh, as far as the Ukrainians are concerned, you know. There is probably half, you know, the Ukrainian people, they have lots and lots of relatives in Moscow, all through Russia, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just how it is there. Yeah. And okay. it's like the 1930s. And I, I drove past a, a nuclear uh, base, and they have, these, uh, they have these bridges that you drive under, and on top of the bridge is these armed guards with machine guns, and they look at you. You know how, like, we pay a toll? Uh-huh. Well, they had they had to get permission to even go near them things, hmm. you know. Okay. And they had these cameras all over the place, and uh, and I almost right, got man. to uh, see Boris Yeltsin. He was at a monastery eighty miles from Moscow, and we went there in a the car. And um, I just missed seeing him by about two hours. And um, okay. some of their mosques are beautiful. I mean, they a lot of uh, there's a lot of religion there. There's just a lot okay. of good people that want that want to learn about. You know our system and how you know we developed into a beautiful nation that we are. All right, and, um, I just okay. wanted to share that. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, got just a couple of minutes left, but uh, Michael in Linden is with us. Hi, Michael. Michael, are you there? Did we lose Michael? I'll put him on hold. Maybe we'll come back to him. But yeah, just uh, what's happening there is. Um, it's 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 just a, it's a human tragedy for sure, and uh, that um, how do we how do we what the best way to move forward? I I I don't think that uh, directly attacking Russia um, would have been or would be the uh, the best um, the best choice right now. Michael, are you there? Are you there, Michael? No, I guess that we got a bad connection there, but we'll get with Michael next week, and uh, we'll. Hear from you as well next week as uh, we return here Monday, 4 o'clock, for KGMI Connects. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for everybody and just a lively conversation. And uh, as uh, Tim and Michelle showed us, we can can have a discussion. We can disagree and yet have uh, civil discussions and, and come to understanding each other a little bit better. 
we hope to do with this show. And I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Good luck to our teams that start their uh, their local high school teams that start their basketball playoff uh, action. The tournament gets underway with uh, the initial rounds today and tomorrow. We've got action here on KGMI and KPUG. And um, hope you just have a great weekend.